Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I'm very excited today because we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Bob Doyle. He was a featured speaker in The Secret and many other movies on manifestation and has written many books on that. But now he is focused on a different topic that also has to do with manifestation, but he has created the transformation personality type quiz, which helps you to understand the behaviors that you are constantly doing unconsciously that are maybe helping you self-sabotage in your life. So today he's gonna to talk to us about how he uses uh, neuroplasticity to help you change your life. And I cannot wait to get into this topic. So thank you so much today for joining us, Bob. It's my pleasure, nice to be here. It's so nice to have you. And this is such an interesting topic because um, we were chatting a little bit before we started recording the show about manifesting and how it's just such a big umbrella, but a lot of people get caught up in things that kind of trip them up with manifestation. So you've created this quiz to help people understand that they need to change certain behaviors that they're not aware of. Like when we go in robot mode and we keep doing the same thing over and over again to help us with that. And um, yes, absolutely. And I'm really excited to hear more about that. But before you tell us about the quiz that you've created, if you could just tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and how did you end up doing this work? Sure. Yes, it was not in the cards originally. That wasn't my goal. My, as growing up, I always wanted to be a broadcaster, be on the radio, and just be a goofball, do voiceovers. You know, my dad was in broadcasting. I thought that just looks the coolest thing. And so for the first seven years of my professional life, that's what I did. But it didn't turn out because of just where I was in the country and where I was on the totem pole, I wasn't able to do all the creative stuff that I really had inside me to do. And I started to kind of just feel repressed. Now, I, I, what pulls me through life is creative self-expression. It's what I'm really helping people to do in general, because I really, I, I think that the core root of so many problems in the world is that individuals are not able to be who they want to be, express what's in them for whatever reasons they make up about that. So my, my passion in this work has always been about helping people do that. But it started with my own, you know, discontent in my professional life. And I was, once I left radio and I was like, oh my God, this is what I wanted to do my whole life. What do I do now? I jumped around from all from career to career. And I mean, I learned a lot of valuable things along the way. So it's all divine. But while I was going through the journey, I was really frustrated. Like, why can't I just, I should be doing better than this. And that's what had me look down sort of more metaphysical paths. I, I figured there's got to be something invisible that's going on that is stopping me. And I don't know what it is. So that's when I started learning about meditation and visualization and this whole concept that we could create our reality. Now that journey was long and there's lots of twists and turns, but it led me eventually to some material that basically explained what I later learned to be the law of attraction in a more scientific way, the quantum physics of our, the physics of our thought and the impact that our thoughts have on, you know, our experience of reality. Now, back then I was not thinking about brain rewiring or other or neural, you know, our neural pathways or any of our programming. I was thinking, you know, energy and all, all that cool invisible stuff that people associate with the law of attraction. And so when I first started getting results with the law of attraction, doing the typical things like vision boards and whatnot, you know, I got excited and I started to, to sort of, I wouldn't say teach it. I was more flowing the information out. I was, I, I put together a little program called wealth beyond reason. That was 95% other people's work. You know, I got permission, obviously we created relationships and then 5% of it was my take on it. 
But early on, and this is key to sort of the message here, early on, once I started doing that and realized that people were excited about this, I made a new decision about who I was going to be in this conversation. Rather than just a facilitator, I wanted to be the person who could actually make a difference. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to make an impact on a different level. So I wanted to be the person who could effectively communicate these principles to as many willing, open minds as possible. When I made that decision, and it was a, it was a pretty significant decision. I didn't think about it that way back then, but that's when, if you will, like all the downloads started, you know, my brain just opened up to new ideas and this program turned into this monster of, of, of law of attraction information, interviews and seminars and just tons of stuff that was just flowing through. And that is, that I think is what got the attention of the producers of The Secret um, when they were out there looking for other people teaching this stuff. So that's how I landed in, in The Secret, which of course is a movie about the law of attraction. It made a huge splash back then in, in a great deal of the personal development industry. And, you know, it kind of opened the, opened the eyes of a lot of people to, I mean, a lot, many people hadn't heard of the law of attraction at all. Some people didn't even know that you could change your life. I mean, it was that, that, that much of an impact. So 20 years I've been teaching these principles and I was fascinated with them and fascinated with the science. And I kept, my belief was that if I could give people the same aha moments I had about the science of it, like this is a real thing, not this woo-woo thing, this is a real thing, then they would have the same results as I did. But that's not necessarily the case. And of course, now I know it's because we're all wired differently. And just because I communicate something in a different way, in one way, doesn't mean everybody's going to get that. But the bigger thing I noticed over the course of time is that people, there was, there became this craze about the law of attraction. I mean, it just became this huge thing that people were obsessed with and excited about. And that's all great, except that the marketplace was then suddenly filled with law of attraction programs from all kinds of people, many of whom didn't know what they were talking about and made it way too magical in nature. And so it just set people up for a lot of failure and disappointment. And if you look out there in the world, you can see it. People, I've been trying this, I've been trying that, and it's just not working. What's wrong with me? Why can't, you know, all of that. So they turn it inward on themselves. And, the, and what I woke up to a few years ago is that none of that's important. We're not here to understand the law of attraction. We're here to create our lives. The law of attraction is a force that helps it to happen, but it only happens when we be that person that we need to become so that the attraction process can happen. So the universe, the rest of the universe, which we are a part of, by the way, it's not the universe and us. We're this physical extension of the universe. We need to, if we're going to attract the things we want, the situations we want, we have to change who we're being so that our behavior is congruent with the person that is going to attract those things. You can't be in all lack mentality, wish for a million dollars and expect it to appear. You're gonna to have to take some action for that to occur. And if you do, by chance, attract a million dollars overnight, if you're not that person who is ready for a million dollars, you will lose it. You will get rid of it. And that's the relationship, it's the job, it's the everything. So I realized that no matter what approach you take to transformation, if it's going to last, it's going to be because your brain, which is your filter for everything, it's the lens through which you see the world, your brain must change permanently. And that happens through wiring. And, and the beautiful part is we're built to do that. Our brains are ready to be programmed. But the thing is, is that we're allowing the rest of the world to program us unconsciously, starting with, you know, our parents or our environment when we were 
teeny tiny. We couldn't evaluate or assess information. We just said yes to everything. And that began this process of growing all these neural pathways in our brain. And that's the lens through which we see the world. This becomes our truth, but it doesn't, we don't think about it as our truth. We think about it as the truth. But Mary down the street has another complete idea of what the truth is because she was wired differently because her environment was different. So what is the truth? There isn't any. It's what you make of it. Your reality is created in the moment that you give that moment meaning, right? Do I like this? Have I arrived? Do I like myself? Am I worthy? All of these things that encompass your experience of reality, it's all a result of the meaning that you're giving that moment. And that meaning is determined by your wiring. So if you don't like your situation, it's an issue of your wiring. So my message, which over the course of years has been all the stuff about vibration and resonance and all the complexities of the law of attraction has now completely changed to one sentence, which is you can change your brain. That is not debatable. There's no woo-woo. There's no mystical anything. That's just biology. It's, it's, it's just agreed upon science. So the question is, how do we change it? Well, we change it the same way it got wired in the first place, except this time we're going to be intentional about the thoughts going in. So that is the focus of my work because I am, I'm ultimately I'm committed to helping people live a life they love. And so for 20 years, I thought, well, let's teach them the law of attraction. But then I see the frustration and the people making themselves wrong and all this other, it's, it's made the situation worse in many cases. Mm -hmm. So it just isn't necessary. It's nice. It's fun. But if it's holding you up, if you're stuck, we can facilitate transformation a lot faster by bypassing all that. And the beauty is when you do move into alignment and you be that person that you need to be to attract those situations, the law of attraction just handles itself. It's like if I was to drop a glass, I don't need to understand the ins and outs of gravity. It's just going to drop. I mean, that's just how it is. And that's the law of attraction. It's just going to happen. We don't need to understand all that stuff. It can be interesting, but if it's holding you up, you don't need to. And it's not the only way to transformation, but the way ultimately to transformation is a rewiring of your brain, which means you're going to have put in new ideas on a consistent basis, as consistently as you've been putting in the ones you're putting in now unconsciously. And so the quiz that you created is to help people identify where their unconscious patterning is coming from so that they can change it so that that law of attraction does just happen and they're not doing all of those things that are getting in the way and self-sabotaging. Is that correct? Yes, because if you don't begin, we're seeing the lens, we're seeing everything as our truth, right? So we're not thinking about that, that there's any other way. We don't think about our wiring. We don't think about our autopilot responses as a program. It's just it just is. So if we can be, a, if we can learn to recognize our autopilot responses that are stopping us from moving forward, then we can consciously create new patterns of behavior. But if we're not conscious of them, we're just going through life going, well, this is the only way to respond because this is the meaning I make it because of my wiring and all that. So that what the quiz does is it helps you identify your autopilot responses so that when they occur in the moment, you can make a conscious choice, something different. And that's the only way you're going you're gonna to rewire and eventually transform is you have to change the behavior that is limiting you and causing you to stop and rationalizing it into something that is going to move you forward. Have you take action despite discomfort? This is, and I just want to say this about transformation is there's a lot of discomfort that comes with it. And you, and you need to embrace it rather than reject it. There's this whole law of attraction conversation going on that if it doesn't flow, then it's probably just not right. 
I hear people going, you know, well, I tried this, I did my vision board and so on, and, and it's just not working, or I got the opposite result. I guess the universe doesn't want it for me. People need to get rid of that idea completely. The universe, if it wants anything, wants everything you want. That's why you're here. Like I said, we're a physical extension of the universe. It is through us that this ocean of energy experiences itself with all the beauty that comes with being a human, the, the emotion, the range of emotions and the passion and our ability to create our reality. So the idea that we don't deserve what we want or that it's just not right for us or that the higher power doesn't want it for us is nonsense. And people really need to get that. And if you're not getting where you want to go, it's just because you haven't kept going. You, you have to keep going and you can't just, you can't have two conversations in your head like, oh, I feel it, I feel like it is now. And then you get out of your meditation and go right back to the old way because that old way has been in place for years. There's literal, there are neural pathways in your brain. This is biology. You need to feed new information on a consistent basis if you're going to change. And so when you take the quiz, how is this set up for people so that they can identify the behaviors that aren't working for them? Yeah, the quiz is like 60 seconds. It's multiple choice. And it's real. I mean, it's, and it's free. It's just real simple to, to click through. But when they get their type, again, I really want to stress that there's nothing wrong with these types. And I also want to say that just because you are this type doesn't mean you're going to sabotage your results. But if you are finding yourself going in a circle or self-sabotaging or feeling like you're going backward, this is a place to look. Also, this about the quiz is you could easily test one day and be one type and test another day and be another type, just depending on where you are in the moment. And you get that value from knowing both of those behaviors. It's actually, it's valuable to know the behaviors of all of these types because we probably all have a little bit of all of them. Mm -hmm. But generally we have a predominant one and then we have these these others but again just taking the quiz and saying oh, okay i'm i'm this type this is the and then we tell you this is the behavior this is probably happening then you see it and you go yes that's me all right and then the next time you have that behavior you get to you're not you know you get to take responsibility for it because now you say oh there there it is i took this quiz i know that i'm this type this is the behavior that generally stops me what would i like to do more and so if you don't mind me asking, what are the different types? Sure. So there's four main types that I've categorized. And by the way, this is this is based on my personal experience coaching people, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of people over 20 years on this, where I got these types. So the number one type that that people test for generally is the seeker, which should be pretty self-explanatory. This is a person who really loves the idea of personal development. They're really out to make their lives better. And they're so excited about it, in fact, that they try everything that comes their way. They try this program, try this program, this seminar, this book, all of it. They're filling their ideas with a in their head with a bunch of sometimes different ideas. So it's no wonder that results are chaotic and sporadic. If they keep jumping around from one program to another, different philosophies to another, then clearly the brain doesn't have a chance to grow anything that's going to stick. And so they keep they just keep stopping themselves from their progress and wondering why. Why I'm so committed. Why is this happening? Well, it's it's very logical. It's biological. You're jumping around. You're sending mixed signals. You're going to get mixed results. So that's the seeker. That makes total sense. And I know a lot of people who do that. So yeah. it's and again, they're they're very well meaning. That's what I'm, sure. I really want people to know that you know they're out to improve their lives. And it's just if we can just shine a light on that one behavior 
and they can and they can choose to you know I'm going to stick with this one. That's really what they need to do. So that's the seeker. The next one is, and these are in no particular order. The seeker is the highest one, though. I mean, most people test for that. But then the, the another one is the skeptic, and that's what I would have tested for 20 years ago. You know, it's like I want to believe this, but show me the science. You know, you're telling me I can create my reality, but come on, you know, because I grew up as the son of a school teacher and logic ruled. And so it was, it was difficult for me to take this leap of faith. And a lot of people are like that. You know, a lot of people won't even listen to a conversation about the law of attraction because they're so skeptical about it, which is another reason I've moved my attention away from it. So I can still help people who don't need to, you don't need to believe in any of that stuff if you don't want to. So the skeptic prop, the skeptics problem in this context is that they generally look at opportunities for growth or anything through a question of why won't this work? Why won't this work for me? And you're going to get answers to the questions you ask. So if you ask, why won't this work for me? You're going to find, you're going to get all kinds of reasons why it won't. And then you justify not taking the action. So you get to be right. A skeptic loves to be right. They don't want to look foolish and they want to use their intellect, right? I'm not going to be duped by this thing, but then they say no to everything and they never get a chance to grow. So what we invite the skeptic to do is to ask a different question, which doesn't, it, it shouldn't step on the, the core that they need. It is, how could this work for me? That's still an analytical question. It still uses the intellect, it, it, but it, this one's full of possibility. Yeah, you know, I like you, that because you just shifted one little word and then it changed it from something's not going to happen to, but it could because there's all of these reasons why it can happen for you. That's right. And, and, and those are the types of questions you should be asking all the time. How can this work for me? Because again, you, you need to ask questions in the positive in your life. Instead of why does this always happen to me? You ask questions like, why is this so easy for me? Now, even though that feels unnatural because maybe right now things aren't easy for you, but it feels unnatural because of your wiring. And when you start to bring in new, uh, new ideas consistently, at first, you're, you're, you're going to reject them. And that is natural. And I want everybody to understand that that is natural. Of course, you're going to reject it at first, because everything about your wiring tells you that this is not true. Like, I'm not worthy. I'm not this. I'm not able to do that, because look at all this experience I have. But you only have that because you perpetuated that conversation over and over and your wiring moves you into action, which gets those results. When you ask different questions, you start to get different answers and you can take different action, which creates different wiring. And then eventually that becomes your new autopilot response. We're all manifesting effortlessly all the time, just ne not necessarily the things we want. Yeah. So we just need to become the person that manifests the thing they want. And that is a process of wiring. So that, that's the skeptic. The next one is the wizard, and the wizard is uh, prone to, and I would have tested, if, if I could have done split, I would have been skeptic slash wizard, which really seem opposite, because the wizard is the person who really loves the idea of the magic of it all, right? The energy and the invisible stuff, and I'm just going to move into resonance, and it's just going to come. They're into ritual, they're into all of those things, none of which are bad. Unless they don't, unless you don't move into action as a result, like waiting for everything to come to you magically. And, and you know, in the secret, you saw it recently, there's the genie in a lamp. So I get why people get this magical thinking idea. And there's the kid, he draws a bike, and then boom, there's a bike. This this has caused problems, right? This has caused right. problems because it doesn't, it doesn't, that's not how things normally 
work. But the, the wizard can still be the wizard and have the rituals and such, but they still need to, so they need to be visualizing who they need to be. And then they are going to attract these things. They are going to attract them. They just don't need to be specific with how it looks, when it shows up, because they're coming from their human mind and all of their old past. The universe is infinitely more intelligent than we are. We just need to be, we need to be clear on who we want to be much more clear than, than uh, what we want. Because a lot of times when people get started with this work, what they want is coming from what they're missing in their lives. They're in, in a place of lack. And so they're looking to manifest things to solve a problem. It's a weakened energy. The person who is successful, the successful version of you, the one who has all of this stuff, isn't thinking like that. There's a confidence, there's a boldness, you know, that through which they go through life. And that behavior creates a, a very logically different responses from the world. If you suddenly change how you're being with people, with the meaning you make in conversations, they're going to then respond differently sometimes. And this moves perfectly into our fourth type, which is the people pleaser. The people pleaser, this is the toughest one emotionally because, you know, when we take on, per, you know, we, we've got a big goal, we've been inspired, we saw the secret, we read a book, whatever it is, and we decide we're going to be this new person. We start to take new action or declare that to our friends and family that we're going to be this. There is no guarantee that they're going to be on board with this. And many times they're not. You, the people in your life are there for a reason. You're in alignment with them. Your behavior is similar to them. Or, you know, maybe you were born into the family. But the point is a, a people pleaser can be very excited and committed up until they start getting negative feedback from somebody else in one way or another. It could be a look on their face. It could be an outright, who are you to do this? It could be all of that. But basically, these people are uncomfortable with you going forward. And what the people pleaser does is they stop their progress so that everybody's comfortable. But the thing is, nobody's comfortable. They, weren't, they are not comfortable or they wouldn't be telling you what you can't do with your life. And of course, if you give up on your dream because of them, you're basically committing spiritual suicide. You're here to do something. You've got a passion within you. You know, you, that's why you're here to do it. And if you don't do it because of other people, then whose life are you living? It's not yours and it's not theirs. It's just this, this weird mesh. And that's why people get depressed and angry and resentful addictions because they can't be who they want to be. And it's all like in, for the, in the case of the people pleaser, it's just because they don't want to get the backlash from other people. But what the people pleaser needs to understand is they're not doing anybody any favors by not following their dream. If you want to help these people, the best thing you can do is go for it and get it because at least then you have the chance of inspiring them. There's no guarantee, but on your journey to you, to this new you, you're going to attract a whole new group of people. People who support you, people who are, lift you up and are in alignment with you. You don't need to carry old relationships that keep you uh, stuck. You don't need to do that. We've got this, again, this is a sort of a societal wiring like, oh, it's so bad. I've, I've known this guy for 30 years. I can't just, you know, end the friendship. Sure you can. If, if every time you get with this person, they bring you down, it's a negative experience and you feel terrible afterward. I don't care how long you've known them. I don't care if you're related to them. It's not serving you. So you got to make a choice. Do you want to live your life or do you want to just stay stuck? So it feels yucky at first because of the emotion involved with some of sometimes how these relationships evolve. But when you find your new tribe, it's a whole new level of joy. And you won't, you won't miss that other stuff at all. Your wiring will change and you won't miss it. 
that's the thing about how when we change, like this whole concept that we, we're changing, we change who we be throughout the course of our life. I mean, if, if, if the listeners think about who they were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, there's key differences in who they are now. Now, but most, a lot of that happened on autopilot because they were just cruising through life and they learned new information. It sort of eased in and they thought about it and things changed. What we're talking about is being intentional so that it can happen a lot faster than just however it happens through the course of your years. Your brain is ready to receive, ready to change, ready to take commands. But if you don't intentionally give them, they're going to be given on autopilot, either from the people around you or your own subconscious. And that's why we stay stuck because we refuse to change our wiring because of the discomfort or whatever. But everything in our life that we learned that was non-negotiable, like walking and talking and reading and all those things came with failures, if you will, mistakes, feedback, things they didn't like, but we didn't stop. Why didn't we stop? Because, well, we got to walk. We got to do that. It's non-negotiable. So if we can make our vision for ourselves, non as non-negotiable as all those other things, we'll get there. We won't let setback stop us. We'll take the feedback. We will learn from it and make adjustments. It's how everything in the world was ever invented. You know, they go, let me try this. Nope, that didn't work. You don't just quit and go, I guess the universe doesn't want a light bulb. No, yeah. you just do it 10,000 more times until you get it because it's non-negotiable. I'm going to do this. And so part of, you know, a big part of when I work with people is you get them to that state of making their future non-negotiable. And that's not always easy because there's work deserving issues that, you know, that they've got and they don't know how to think big yet, or they used to, but now they're scared because they got, you know, they had a failure or they, and then they, it, it, they let it stop them. And so there is that. The, the reason that personal development, the industry in general has such an abysmal failure rate or success rate, whichever way you want to put it, is because of the wiring issue. If, if a person takes on personal transformation on their own, then they are at the mercy of their wiring. Because once they reach the limits of their wiring and they get uncomfortable, if they don't know how to think outside of that, if they can't, they literally can't see anything else because their wiring doesn't permit it, then of course they're going to stop or stay stuck and go in this rotation. You have to be able to get somebody in your life, this is what coaching is all about. And, and all this work I do is to have somebody else say, Hey, you know, there is another possibility. How does this one feel? Yeah, it feels good. But I mean, I can't Yes, Yes, you can. Let's just have, we're going to create new thoughts. We have a, you know, we, sh we show people what to do every single day, because this isn't a once a week thing. This isn't a 30 minute a day thing, because our brain is going 24 seven sending signals, uh, signals, and reinforcing whatever wiring's there. So it takes it takes some effort, commitment, persistence, but it's also worth it when you know why you're going there. That's why that's important. It can't just be some namby-pamby sort of slight change. Well, I'd like a little more money because whatever. It's got to be, it's got to be as as critical as learning to walk or something else that's non-negotiable to get through that discomfort and learning to embrace the discomfort and know that that is in fact a sign of growth. It is not a sign that the universe doesn't want it for you. It's a sign that you're about to get there. It's about you're about to start that journey. If you don't get uncomfortable, you're, you're not growing. Exactly. Um, there's never anything exciting that happens from your comfort zone is what I always like to say. Like you have to be pushed outside of that in order to really see what you're made of and, and what you can do. The, the nature of this universe we live in is that it is infinitely and ever expanding. It's just expanding, expanding, expanding. So let's remember that we're a part of that universe. 
We are meant to grow and expand. And if we don't, man, do we feel it. Like I said before, that's when the resentment and the anger and the depression and the, all of it comes up because we're, we're talking ourselves out of expansion. Well, they can't, I can't, they see, I've got all evidence. Yeah. It's all nonsense. It's all BS. It's all just wiring that can be changed. But so, so expansion is what we're here to do. And when you can really get that and understand that part of that expansion is a little bit of discomfort, then you can learn to celebrate it instead of resist it. Yeah, and I really like what you said earlier when you were talking about um, if people, they resist change or they don't want it to learn and grow because their family members or people around them, you know, will think they're crazy or give them mm -hmm. or whatever. What I've always found is the more I learn and grow, I found my tribe finds me. And I've just had people just show up in my life like, oh, I want to support you. Oh, I really, you know, like what you're doing. And, and you know, let's be friends where I would have never imagined that. No, I, I would have just expected, oh, well, I'm just losing friends and family members, but other people showed up. It was like, yes, true tribe shows up, which is logical. Like there's not, you don't even putting magic to that. It's like, of course, other people are going to, but you have to show the world who you are for that to happen. It's not just going to happen. You can't be thinking about being somebody else and not express it and expect the world to just know and, and react. You have to, you have to embody that person, take the action to the best of your ability that that person would take, say those things, make those meanings, have those thoughts. And yeah. then the world can respond and you can, and then you can move forward. But if you all just, if you just keep it in here, you know, that's the place that it starts. And you can do a lot in here. You can rehearse who you want to be over and over and over again. You can create the, the, the neurological or the brain response of creating neural pathways, just using your imagination. But by doing that, then you are ready to move into action. And if you do not move into action, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And I wanted to go back and touch on something else you said too, because um, it really resonated with me because I just read something the other day when you were talking about being in lack and mm -hmm. you're trying to manifest from a place of lack, because I was reading something where someone said that they thought it was weird because when they were single is like no one would hit on them. They couldn't attract anybody. And then they got into a relationship and ever all of a sudden they would get attention from everybody. And it's like, what is going on? And it's the I think the vibration is different and the energy is different because when you're in a relationship, you feel loved. Yes. And that manifests in behavior. Mm -hmm. it, it manifests in an outer way. It's not all just this invisible magic stuff now, like that. That's a very common. That's a very common example. But when you get into a relationship, then you are now a person who is in a relationship. There's a certain amount of confidence that you exude. There's you, you will stand a little different. You'll speak a little different. You'll have facial expressions that are different. I mean, just micro expressions, these little twitches that your face makes in a certain situation can make a huge difference in how people perceive you. And, and it's on a subconscious level. People aren't people aren't even noticing it except that it's happening it's happening on a subconscious level and so if you if your situation changes where hey look somebody chose me i am choosable i am lovable then you change who you're being in the world and you become more attractive it's logical it's not magical i love that so now if somebody takes this quiz and they figure out like okay i'm a wizard and i'm always just hoping magical things will happen how do you work with people then to help them um, do you offer coaching with them to help them try to figure out how to change 
their thought patterns? I, I absolutely do like one-on-one -on -one coaching and things like that. But the main way I do it, if a person takes a quiz, they're going to learn about our boundless living challenge, which is how I help people. It is the way it's the system I use the program, if you will, that people come into with all that, you know, it's daily. Here's what to do out. You know, it's not like here's what to do every hour, but we, at the beginning and the end of the day, there are certain practices that we, that we have you do and there's a point system and everything that your brain likes that every time you do something, you get a little cha-ching and your brain loves it. And we tell you that we're not like hiding that yeah. your brain loves a cha-ching. It, it loves it. It's dopamine. And it, it, it helps you move forward, whatever we can do to help you keep doing it. And then of course we have the community of people who are all on the same page who want you to succeed. So that's that commun instant community of people who know that this works and want you to succeed and can support you. So if you don't have that in your real life, you can have it now. And then these people, and this is what I see. I mean, we all become family so quickly because we're open, you know, and we're vulnerable and we're, we're sharing what, what's stopping us. And, and that, of course, if you've ever been in a sort of a group coaching program, you know how valuable it is to hear the experiences and the perspectives of other people. And when a person gets coached by a coach and you go, oh my God, that's, that's me too. You, you get benefit from all this. Plus we have all the tools. Like you've probably heard of, you know, um, release techniques like EFT or, mm -hmm. you know, other things that, that help you deal with these emotional upheavals that will happen as you go. And so rather than letting that and all the body chemistry that happens in those moments take control, you have a, you've got a set of tools that you can use either in the moment or in the evening as part of your evening, you know, journal work or whatever to help you deal with those, that high level of emotion. So you don't have to be triggered as much because when you get triggered like that and your thoughts just go like, Oh my God, here it is again. Now you're just solidifying those old neural pathways. And that's what we're trying not to do. We want to give less and less energy and attention to the old ways of thinking and the emotion around them and replace them with things that actually feel good, which, which can definitely be challenging, but these tools, um, allow you to do that a, a lot quicker and easier. And because we, the program starts at like 45 days, which is, you know, you hear all kinds of things about how long it takes to create a new habit or for neural, you know, neural pathways to grow. But 45 days is sort of a, an average of stuff that I see out there, but I can see people make behavioral changes in the very first day of the program. And it's not because it's magic. It's because it's just about now they can see their autopilot behavior and make another choice. Mm -hmm. And the first time they make a new choice, the transformation has begun. And as long as they keep doing it repeatedly, and of course you're going to have these setbacks or whatever, but that's, that's what we're here for is to support you through those because everything in the universe is a wave mm -hmm. you ups and downs yeah. and ups and downs and cyclical. And again, you just learn to embrace it and you take what you can learn from those lows so that you can get more highs. So, you know, ideally you're going to, you're going to have this, but you're doing up, right? You're going to have the up, but overall you're going up towards where you want to go rather than just you know, you get a height and then you, and then something happens, you go low and you go, oh, I get, that's it. You know, I guess that's not, it's not going to happen for me. So it's just basic mindset stuff that we help people with. And it's all super, super logical. There's no, you know, leaps of faith that you have to take or any kind of woo woo, which is what I really like about it now. And with that, I am, I've been teaching law of attraction for 20 years, and most people know that who work with me. So it's no surprise that it's, it's subcontext, but all of that, the law of attraction stuff just happens automatically. You don't have to think about it. You can appreciate it and go, oh, okay, I see how it works now, but you don't have to obsess over it. And that's what most people are doing.
Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people, what they don't realize is what you said earlier, we're constantly manifesting. But the yeah. problem is that people are manifesting the things they don't want in their lives as much or maybe more than the things that they do want to see in their lives because we're going on autopilot every day. We're not catching our thoughts and, and the things that we're doing or saying or the way we behave. Right. We don't look at we do not we're not taking enough personal responsibility that our behavior is what is getting us our results. We look at it like, oh, the universe doesn't want it or there's something wrong energetically. I'm energetically broken and all this stuff. And and and, you know, I through all these years of teaching law of attraction, I hear people beat themselves up so much. I should know this already. And I stop, 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 stop. And, and, and really it can be such a, a more positive and intentional and efficient journey, just going straight for what makes the transformation that is changing your brain. So whether you go in, because transformation is going to happen because your brain was rewired, whether you go into the law of attraction through a Tony Robbins seminar or somebody else's book or whatever, if it doesn't rewire your brain, it isn't going to work. Yeah. Then that makes sense. I mean, we talk about that even in education when you talk about learning and we talk about teaching kids who've been exposed to trauma, it changes their brain. And so in order to help them learn again, we have to rewire their brains so that they, you know, have those mindfulness practices so that they're able to learn again, because, you know, it's in the same way, I think, as what you're talking about now, people have to learn again to rewire their brains so that things do get easier for them. And then you're not always on autopilot sabotaging everything that you do. You brought up a good point about trauma because trauma can rewire you like that. And it's because it's such high intense emotion. Mm -hmm. So the more emotion you put into this visualizing of who you are and the good emotions, like really, really feel it you know, then you can speed the process up just as if it was a traumatic event. You're just doing it with positive high emotion rather than negative high emotion. So that's why it must be whatever your vision is, it needs to inspire you, like really inspire you. Like you really got to know why you must do this if it's going to be something significant, because that's what's going to keep you going when you dip down, when you have one of those lower cycles, you know, you don't quit because you know, you must do this. It's non-negotiable. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. It's such an interesting and just great conversation. But I know there's probably some people out there who are going, I have to go take the quiz. So mm -hmm. if they want to take the quiz, they want to work with you, they want to join the program that you have, what's the best way for them to do that? I would start with the quiz at tptquiz.com for transformation personality type quiz.com. Like I said, 60 seconds, and that's a good starting point. And at the, as you go through that, we're going to send you a nice little PDF. There's a, a full video about your type and what you can do with that. And then we, of course, we tell you about the balanced living challenge. So that's, that's probably the, the best way to be eased into the conversation, to have a personal experience with it, to understand. So it's not just all conceptual, like now you see yourself, now mm -hmm. you're invested in it. Great. So we're going to put that link in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to go over there and take the quiz, which I would highly encourage you to do, because I'm probably going to jump off and go do that myself, because I think that's really interesting. I could sort of pick out my type as I was listening to you, but it would be interesting to really narrow it down and say, oh yeah, this is definitely what I'm doing. 
Yeah. And there's much more to say about each type than I did here, obviously. So, and that's all, that's all there. So that'd be great. Yeah. I, I, I urge everybody to take it because, you know, why not? At the very least, you're going to be exposed to some autopilot behavior. You may go, oh yeah, I already knew that about myself. Or maybe there's some distinctions you didn't know, or maybe it's a complete surprise and it's a real eye opener for you. And then that, again, that's when you have choice. You have more power when you recognize how you're on autopilot, because so many of us think that we're living a life of free will when we're really being run by our programming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's always a good reminder just to, even if you know what you do, to go back and look at it again, because I think every single one of us, even if we're on a spiritual journey or a self-development journey, we still tend to go on autopilot, even if we think that we've identified certain things. So it's always good to go back and look at it again and say, have I changed my behaviors or am I still doing these same things? Right. And that's what that's what's nice about having the structure of any kind of a program or some coaching on a regular basis, because sometimes we just won't see it. We will not see it in ourselves because of how we're wired. Yeah. And so just having somebody go, there it is. And then they can go, ah, right. OK, thank you. I mean, that, that happens like every week with our coaching. There's the people who know this stuff. They know it. They know it. They still get a new distinction because they didn't see what they couldn't see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've already given us so much wisdom, and I really appreciate that. But one of the things that I always like to ask from our guests is if they can leave our listeners with some little piece of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. And again, I know you shared so much, but if you have something, some parting words that you would like to leave with our guests today, what would that be? Well, I think it's just more of a reiteration of the main concept here. If you are a human being listening to this, it means you have a brain. And that brain is ready to change. You're learning new things all the time. So you're constantly in a state of change and growth. So I'm inviting people to determine, to decide, to make a decision on how they'd like to grow in a positive way. And if they can even on, a, on the most basic level understand that it is possible to change their brain so that they can change their behavior and get different results, then isn't it worth learning how you're on autopilot right now? And start making, start getting clear right now on who you might want to be. What is the more ideal version of you, rather than what is the stuff you want? Let determine who you are first, and then what does that person want? That's a much more productive way to come up with with how you the things you want to manifest. Beautiful, perfect advice. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, it was such a great and informative conversation. And again, I can't wait to go take the quiz. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to recommend this podcast to others. I hope that you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I'm sending you so much love and light. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.